Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Father, we thank you, Lord, because today you have made the provision for us, O oh Lord, to come to fellowship together in honor, in worship, in adoration to you alone. Father, we thank you, O oh God, because we know that it wasn't by accident it wasn't by any man's imagination, but you have ordained today for us, O oh God, to be in your presence. As we are in your presence, O oh God, receive all the glory, all the adoration. Lord, we pray that, as your word said that in your presence there is fullness of joy. I pray that, Lord, your children know today they will have fullness of joy. That, O oh God, which you have, O oh God, given to each and every one of us pertaining to this life will be our portion in the name of Jesus. No one can rob us that which you have, O oh God, planned for each and every one of us. So we thank you for your words. We thank you for your presence. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Church, um, <clears throat> Whatever that I am going to share with you this morning, you may have had, um, had it a time and a time again. Um, I'm just going to start with, you know, our um, whatever we do in this life, we understand that God knows us more than even we know ourselves. Hallelujah. God knows us more than we know ourselves. And whatever we do, we must give him the honor. But one thing that I have found that sometimes I become a very bit um, worried about is some people start well and they will end badly. And some people start badly, they end good or they end better or good. And sometimes these are Christians and not unbelievers. Our desire is a very strong battleground. And our desire can lead us to be successful or unsuccessful. Our desire can make us to be obedient with the word of God or be disobedient. And our desire comes from our heart. And I saw to try to look at the dictionary meaning of desire. He said it is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. 
The Bible has talked about some people, he says you desire something, you don't get it, then you start committing murder. And some people have gone because they have that passion, the burning desire to have power. Anybody that is on their way, they crush you. Some people in our workplaces who desire to be a manager, we take prominent position. When they are going, they take people down in order to get there. Desire. We might say that is those unbelievers, but it also you see them in Christian. Why some pastors? They started well, but they veer off desire. If they desire money, if they desire fame, if they desire um, to be acknowledged to be in the oh, they veer off. When I was reading the one-year Bible, as I was reading. When you come to Second Chronicles, you come to after King Solomon, and then you hear you see the son Rehoboam, Abijah, Asa, Jehoshaphat, and many of them. You see, sometimes you start reading. Oh, it says Asa came to power. He started. He was. He did the will of God. And from one or no, the other, before he ends. He goes back to what the sin of the Israelites was. And all these things tempt for the wrong desire. You come to the um, aspect of Solomon himself, who knows the power, the love of God, who prayed, and the God himself you know, revealed things, gave him wisdom. But his desire, the desire of his heart to marry foreign women led him astray. So what am I driving to? We must watch our desire. Our desire must be all the time weighed with the word of God. Hallelujah. If our desire is not weighed with the word of God, we are going to miss the mark. Hallelujah. Now, I read one scripture. It says that it's only your spirit that knows what is in you. And it's the spirit of God that knows what is in the mind of God. Then I said, hmm, probably I know myself. But when I read some days and I found that I don't even know myself. Have anybody had, even in the life of a Christian, says, I entered into a moment of a moment of um, um, tantarum, 
or a moment, a moment of madness. Have you had any, anybody that says, I don't, you know, I don't know what came over me? Is it, is it unbelievers that say that alone? Does it happen in the body of Christ? If I know myself, I should have know how to control myself in that situation, not to go into what I shouldn't do. And the Apostle Paul echoed that. I do what, you know, I don't want to do. We will get on to that. I'm just trying to unravel where I'm going to. So, in most cases, you see that we don't know even ourselves. People start getting to a place where they are going and they shake them in a way that they lose control. And you and I must have taken kind of decision that we have made but today today we look back on those situations we have a different way am i lying and that tells me that we don't even know ourselves and unless we go into the word of god we we are not able to deal with situations when they come in the right way. Hallelujah. And there are little things that we do that we can bring it to the word of God. You know, when we go to the airport, if you have the scale, you got to weigh your things, you know? Right. If you weigh it at home, before going to the airport, at least you know what you are up and against. If it's, if it's, if it's 25 kg allowed, and you weigh your thing at home, you're on the scale, and it says 27, at least you know I'm above 2 kg. Probably, they, if they don't, you probably get, go with somebody. In case they don't want, I'll take off 2 kg. And you might even know what weighs 2 kg. So if they said you take it out and then, you know, you can go. Right. If you don't have scale or you don't bother to wait, you're going to be delayed. Hallelujah. So applying that, we have to weigh every of our decision, every of our heart desire with the word of God before we implement. All right? That is, I'm just giving you the snap of what I am saying. Now, let's go to Jeremiah um, 17, 9 and 10. And the, in that, as we're going to say, we will see that there is someone who has created us, who made us in the way that he will understand us. He will understand our mind. He has made us in the way that he alone, he alone can understand us. 
So if there is someone who are there who can understand us, whatever we are going to do, we have to go through him. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's read. Amen. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Amen. Amen. He says that, come back from them, he said, their heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? He says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So, all our ambitions, our thoughts, and plan, we surrender unto him. Without him, we are on the, let's say, losing ground on zero. Because, as he says, the heart of man is deceitful. Whatever that you, you, you are starting ground is already zero. There is nothing good in the heart of man in that sense because it's deceitful. Even you yourself don't even know yourself. But he has made us in the way that he knows every aspect, everything we are thinking about. Now, for us to, having that in mind, what did Ezekiel eleven nineteen say? Ezekiel eleven nineteen says. Then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and take the stony heart out of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh. Amen. So we have a stony heart. You know how strong stone is. He will take that, only him that will take that stony heart away from us. And give us a fleshy heart. Hallelujah. Then, one can say, how can I know whether the desire of my heart are from God? How can I know? We were dealing something on the uh, Bible study. It says, if we know certain things. Everybody won't make mistake. But how can I know whether the desire of my heart are from God? When this question, Jesus Christ answered it, revealed it to us in Matthew 15, 19. Matthew 15, 19. Amen. Okay. 
For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Amen. Okay. So Jesus revealed to us the springboard of our wants. Our fleshy desire comes from our innermost being. Hallelujah. Sin is just not come from our side. No. We've occasion heard that ah, is the peer pressure, is the um, is the society, is the environment that leads to poverty, or or no, that people people's circumstances of being poor, that or come from. A, a very bad uh, upbringing that leads them to steal, to do this, to do that. There is always what we say, meaning that we are good and something has come and lead us to go astray. But that's not what the Bible is teaching. It's saying that sin or our desire Christ is saying that he reveals that the springboard of our wants, our fleshy desire, come from our innermost being. Sin does not just come about as a result of outside forces. It is born from within the little niches rising out of our thoughts, intentions, from secret desire that only the mind and the heart can envisage. You see, the, the whole thing comes that in that our fallen state, in that our fallen state, without Jesus Christ, without us doing our, the desire of our heart did not come from God. It did not come from God. Unless something supernatural is done, our heart is still corrupt. Hallelujah. So, but only God can implant in us the supernatural desire. That's why he said he will take out the stony heart and give us a fleshy heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, are we in nature good and decent people? No. Or is it the circumstances or the society, environment, that made us to do the things and be disobedient. No. He's saying that that comes from innermost. If you look at, for example, why was Judas chosen in that situation? Why? Is anybody can help me here? Huh? No. His desire, he was a treasurer. 
He was looking after the money. His heart in that looking out for the money, in that the Lord knows that if he is tempted with that money, he will succumb, he will fall. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. We are, yes. He's in that in that office. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because. Yeah. But in in that you you your heart, the way your your heart is within that job, there are aspect of gain. If you just want something within that that can profit you, that can you know you will be because. If your strength is in that aspect, you will not be. Because by the time they get, for example, all day, people, when they are going to do, like say in Nigeria, when they're doing coup, or coup, coup d'etat, yeah? They won't go to the people they know that have strong mind that will not yield to whatever. They will not go to them. They will go to them that they want that power. They want to do something about that. They want to climb high, right? They will go through those people. So in the office that he was doing, Judas, he, he was on the monetary aspect, and he had monetary gains inside of what he was doing. That's why he had to be chosen in that, right? In our, so it's in your heart, it's in the innermost, and God sees the heart of everyone. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, <clears throat> we look on to um, Apostle Paul saying in Romans 7, 18, 20. Romans 7. 1820. <clears throat> For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present in me. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil that I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Amen. Amen. Okay. Our evil heart leads us to sin. The heart is so corrupt and deceitful that our motives are unclear, even to ourselves. And Micah 2, 1 said, Micah 2, 1 reads, Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil in their beds. At morning light they practice it. At morning light they practice it because it is in the power of their hand. Amen. Amen. So, in all this, it's just pointing out what, that what comes, what comes out we display 
comes from inside. God talks about the children of Israelites that he will he will allow them to be exiled or go into captivity. They will lose all the things that he has promised them. He's given them, he's brought them to promised land as he said. But he says I will allow them to swim in the ocean of their desire. Their desire. They will swim in that their desire. I will allow them. Let them continue with their evil desire, ungodly desire. And every time, as we said, when they've been delivered, they go back to it. When they've been delivered, they go back to it. And he says that their desire, it wasn't what other nations were bring, doing that, that made them to go into exile. It's their heart desire. Hallelujah. So how can we come out of this? How can we overcome? Why is it that even today in the churches we hear about prominent children of God, pastors, all the accounts of what is happening in the churches? How can we ourselves set ourselves Separate ourselves from the mistake. The Bible was written for us, for correction, for education, for us to take a step and look what other people's mistake were and to correct. Now, like as we have touched earlier, Every of our motive, every of our desire, every of our ambition, every of our thoughts and plan must go in the scale of the word of God. It must be bounced off with the word of God for us to stay in obedience and be successful. We must study our Bible we must know what the will of God is for that thought, for that plan. If it's not in the will of God, we're not doing it. Hallelujah. The good news, in Psalm 33, verse 15. Psalm 33, verse 15. Amen. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. Amen. Amen. As he fashions us and he knows us, so everything we do, we go through him. Hallelujah. And because of that, we will not make any mistake to fall off the rail. Hallelujah. In Psalm 
37, 4 to 6. There is something. Psalm, yes. Psalm 37, 4 to 6. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Amen. Amen. So, you see, as he says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you your heart desire, or the desire of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will make your righteousness shine like dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Now, he takes away your personal or human heart desire and replace it with his own desire. And when he replaces it with his own desire, as you commit your way unto the Lord, and you trust in him, like a sheep trusts the shepherd. I once said that the shepherd will take time to know where there is green pastures. It's not the sheep that goes to find out where the green pastures are. It's the shepherd. He goes, ha, I like this green. My sheep will enjoy this place. Tomorrow he leads them to their place. Even I have where they say that when the, the stream that is flowing, so, you know, that is... The shepherd, sometimes they know that the sheep can't drink with this current because it's flowing. They will even build a kind of dam to slow the current of that, that stream so that the sheep can drink in a quiet and rolling stream. Is it Christ as, as our shepherd laid his life for us, his sheep. Hallelujah. The, the sheep, when Christ has taken over our heart desire, we do not need to struggle. As we hear Pastor E says many times, you know, he doesn't pray for his wants or his this, his that, because he knows the Lord will take care of that. He will take care of his one. Before you pray, he knows. And most of us who have gone to the extent that you needed something, you commit it into God, and you just leave it. For him, you don't go back to pray over and over again. You just leave it him. He do it in his own time. Right. In conclusion, 
we see clearly that God literally planted his own desire into the heart of man. The heart that is without him, the heart that is without God is desperately wicked and deceitful. God replaces the evil with good and sets our heart on the path towards him, removing our own desires and replacing them with his. If we come to him through repentance and accept the gift of salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ, he removes our heart of stone and replaces it with the heart of flesh. Amen. So, church, I will say, our heart desire must be weighed with the word of God at all times. Get the scale of the word of God. Weigh your heart desire. Weigh the thoughts that come. Weigh the plan. Whatever that comes, do not implement until you've bounced it off with the word of God. Hallelujah. I pray that in our journey, wherever Whatever that comes our way, we must fully trust God. He that is leading knows the way. I don't, before I start preparing this, I thought I know myself. I thought I know my heart. When I was preparing this, I know that now I don't know myself the way I thought I know it. Only God knows me. Only God knows know you and I. May God bless us, help us in this journey. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.